Julie's god-awful pinko tree-hugging relatives, 1,500 bowls of shredded wheat, 250 bottles of wine, 30 haircuts, three toasters, three cats, two promotions, one Vauxhall Astra, a few boxes of Durex, two emergency visits to the dentist, dozens of arguments of assorted sizes, and one beefed-up assault charge later. Julie's still living in our cottage with a view of woods and horses, and I'm in a flat behind the multi-storey car park. Mr Justice Jones said I was lucky I wasn't booted out of the force. Thank God me and Julie had never had kids, otherwise she'd be shafting me for child support as well as compensation for her disfigurement. Grasping bitch. Five years gone. Blink of a bloody eye. I set off down Westwood Road, eyes peeled. I asked a woman in a miniskirt and a ratty fake fur coat, on the game I'd better tenor, if she'd heard of Slade Alley but she shook her head and strode by without stopping. A jogger ran past in a blur of orange and black, but joggers are tossers. Three Asian kids went trundling past on skateboards, but I'd had enough of our curry-munching cousins for one day, so I didn't ask them. The multi-culti brigade bleat on about racism in the force, but I'd like to see them keyboarder in a town full of everywhere starnies whose only two words of English are police and harassment, and whose alleged women walk about in tall black tents, There's more to public order than holding hands and singing Ebony and Ivory. The streetlights came on, and it was looking like it might rain. The sort of weather that used to give Julie her mysterious headaches. I was tired after a long and stressful day, and at the sod this for a game of soldiers stage, and if our chief super was anyone but Trevor Doolan, I'd have buggered off home to the remains of last night's Tandoori takeaway, had a laugh at the Sharons and Waynes on blind date, then seen if Gonzo and a few of the lads were up for a pint. Unfortunately, Trevor Doolan is our chief super, and a walking bloody lie detector to boot, and come Monday, he'd be asking me some rectal probe of a question that I'd only be able to answer if I'd really followed up famous Fred Pink's lead. It'd be, Describe this alley to me then, Edmonds, or some such. With my appraisal in November, and the Malik inquiry due to report in two weeks, my tongue has to stay firmly up Doolan's arse. So down Westwood Road I trogged, looking left, looking right, searching high and low for Slade Alley. Could it have been blocked off since Fred Pink's day, I wondered, and the land given to the house owners? The council sometimes do that, with our blessing. Alleyways are trouble spots. I got to the end of the road where the A2 skims past a park and dropped my fag down a gutter. A guy with a busted nose was sat behind the wheel of a St John ambulance, and I nearly asked him if he knew Slade Alley. But then I thought, bugger it, and headed back towards my car. Maybe a swift beer at the Fox and Hounds, I thought. Exorcised Julie's ghost. About halfway back down Westwood Road, I happened upon an altercation between a five-foot-nothing traffic warden and two brick shithouses at least 18 inches taller, wearing fluorescent yellow jackets and with their backs to me. Builders, I could just bloody tell. None of the trio noticed me strolling up behind them, "'Then your little notebook's wrong!' Builder One was prodding the traffic warden on the knot of his tie. "'We weren't here until after four, get it?' "'I was here!' wheezed the traffic warden, who was the spit of that Lech Wałęsa, that Polish leader, but with an even droopier moustache. "'My watch!' "'Your little watch is telling you porkies!' said Builder Two. The traffic warden was turning pink. My watch is accurate. I hope you're a good performer in court, 
said Builder One. Because if there's one thing juries hate more than traffic wardens, it's short little Napoleon privatised traffic wardens. My height's nothing to do with illegal flaming parking. Oh, the F word, said Builder Two. Verbal abuse, that is. And he didn't call me sir once. You're a disgrace to your clip-on tie. The traffic warden scribbled on his ticket book, tore off the page and clipped it under the wiper of a dirty white van they were standing next to. You've got fourteen days to pay or face prosecution. Builder One snatched the parking ticket off the windscreen, wiped it on his arse and scrumpled it up. Very tough, said Lekvawensa. But you'll still have to pay. Will we? Because we both heard you ask for a bribe, didn't we? Builder Two folded his arms. He asked for fifty quid.